Sarah, I have yeah. I have scoliosis now, so my back hurts all the time. Oh no! Like officially, do you have to wear a brace? No, it's it's mild, but it's from it's from holding babies. It's from doing this, like the the hip jet, like holding the baby on your hip. Yeah. So I told I told you that the guy who did my epidural told me that my epidural was hard to do because I had scoliosis. Yeah. It's like, thanks for telling me. Did you know also, that? Also, I've been you to a that? chiropractor for like the last 15 years and no one else has said that. So I don't think you're right. There's no. that in middle school when they mm -hmm. had all those horribly awkward tests that we'll never forget, right? I won't. Oh, God. Well, apparently you can get it later in life, too. <laughs> That's really good to know. You work at a school. Can someone, can the gym teacher check you? We don't do that kind of checking. I don't think it's kosher anymore. <laughs> Being alone in a room with a gym teacher with your shirt up. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with that that I don't think would carry over into today's society. No. <laughs> Speaking of a lot wrong, want to talk about this episode? Oh, yeah. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there, Could there be, be better, better friends, friends watching Friends? Okay, but we have to introduce our special guest. Yes, I also realized I need to pull my notes up on my phone because we're both on here, so. She was typing away on the laptop. I have a lot of things. That's mad woman. <laughs> I have a lot to say. You're like, she's like, we have to watch it separately because <laughs> we have to like be able to pause it whenever we want and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then like the next day I was like, do we have to watch it separately? Like maybe we can watch it together. <laughs> like I'll just like sit silently while you <laughs> And then today we're like, okay we'll watch it together well and that's when we had like 44 minutes to watch. i just got out this like little notebook i brought and it was like describing <laughs> i love to see your guys each of your like your own little process <laughs> yeah <laughs> we put i had it we i had to control the remote and it was like 27 seconds in and i was like um i need to pause for like a while i have some stuff i have to i have to research yeah so i just like wrote on a bunch of stuff i was like i'll just look around and see what i see and then <laughs> oh i guess we should introduce you this is my sister brianna our biggest fan of our podcast <laughs> she has in this notebook our our podcast email on a post-it actually oh, i do i um this is a, a notebook i was going to get rid of get rid sounds of about right <laughs> I, I tore out everything i needed but these are actually so i just got laid off this week and these are um just notes that i had in my desk drawer and this one is the better friends watching friends at gmail.com. Oh, because I I was like, I'm going to need to email them at some point. <laughs> I don't think you have. <laughs> I mean, I think I sent one email where I was like, oh, I, I know the answer to this thing that you guys were talking about. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Did we include it? I, think? I forgot what it was, but yeah, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, it was one of our earlier podcasts. <laughs> We've grown a lot. You just do a good job at editing. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I've learned so much about editing. So speaking of tangents, I have all these, I've said this before, but I have all these articles pulled up on my phone of like friends related things. And so, and I was recently like, okay, I have 40 something tabs open on my phone. I need to start whittling them down because half of them are recipes that I'll probably <laughs> never make. And the yep. other half are friends articles that, that like Google's like, you should read this. It's like, okay. But one I looked at that I thought would be fun to talk about really quick because it's kind of short. Um, it's a theory about friends. The characters represent the seven deadly sins. Oh, that sounds fun. But there's six people. So Gunther. Well, that's what I thought. But no, <laughs> you're wrong. Chandler represents sloth mainly because of his career joey uh, describes a lot or the, i don't know what my seven deadly sins are lust did you say lut? L- lust gluttony. gluttony gluttony is my first yeah is, is lust one it says while he had lustful tendencies joey's love for women is overpowered by his love of food he once ate an entire thanksgiving turkey by himself and one of his most iconic lines is joey doesn't share food yes any guesses about Ross? You don't even know I, what they I are. I don't know what they are. Wait, is is Rachel Vanity? Or is that even one? <laughs> oh, Rachel is Greed. Oh, okay. Rachel Greed. Greed. Oh. <laughs> I went there. So it says, <laughs> she grew up wealthy and spoiled so much so that even after she became financially independent, she still coveted material things. Okay. Ross is Wrath. Oh, I didn't know that was one. Do you don't know any of them? <laughs> I don't. There are seven, you say? Yeah. It's worse than the dwarves. <laughs> yeah, those are a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> They're you... mostly positive. <laughs> Except for Dopey. You guys need to watch the film Seven. I've never seen that. Smith? <laughs> no. Definitely not. It's uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> what (laughs) so ross had obvious anger issues throughout the run of friends he once was put on leave after having a rage-fueled freak out over his thanksgiving sandwich being stolen it's not the only time he lets his anger get the better of him lashing out at those closest to him on multiple occasions he does get very flaily also just a side note the my sandwich quote is probably the most quoted friends quote in my household <laughs> like tyler and i are always yelling that at each other <laughs> my sandwich <laughs> gotta respect the sandwich oh yeah phoebe is lust hmm. how is that she was often the most overtly sexual of friends's main character group she also repeatedly expressed a kinkier approach to sex than her other friends and in seasons season three's thanksgiving episode the one with the football she flashed her chest at chandler in in order to take the football from him demonstrating her ability to use sexuality as a weapon okay but also this (laughs) she's very (laughs) modest in her sexual appeal like using it like I, i feel like that's very that's just a specific incidence but the the dance move that Ashley just did is pretty lusty. Oh, that's was that when her and Chandler were doing, yeah when she yeah. does the battle battling yeah yeah yeah. So she this is my bra. In like a dare at the time. <laughs> that's true. That wasn't by choice. That was by dare. Yeah, or not by dare, by spite. 
spite i think yeah <laughs> one-upping one-upping unfortunately spite and one-upping are not part of the deadly sins neither is will smith so <laughs> is one of the newer sins <laughs> wait what is monica monica is pride oh that totally tracks <laughs> i don't need to explain that one right? no and then do you want to guess who the seventh one is use a pole rod which is no i saw i know now you can't guess because you look i said gunther Mm -hmm. is it yeah so it's gunther and the friends audience represent envy so the theory presents two options to represent the final sin the first is that gunther who was shown to be in love with rachel and was therefore envious of all her boyfriends ross in particular he's not a part of the group and he wants desperately to be included that concept could also extend to the friends externally growing audience the audience loves the show because they too want to be part of the group watching the characters lives with some degree of envy okay i still don't think i could name them all even after i told you, you all just that. told us what they are let me let me just say it's envy okay you guys who gets the most gluttony wrath Wrath. What's what's the sexuality? Lust. Lust. Uh, Sloth. Sloth. How about modesty? Because I just think that should be uh, pride. It's it's the opposite. Wait, pride and wrath. We already said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you said, dopey twice. Dopey's not (laughs) one. Happy. Grumpy, sneezy. Can we change the the prompt? Moving on. All right. Well, this is season two, episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband. The episode aired October twelfth, nineteen ninety-five. Director was Gail Mancuso, and writers Kaufman and Crane. Do you know anything about Gail? I didn't even notice it was a different director. I didn't look her up. She's she's done a ton of the same. The same like NBC lineup of comedy shows and just just dabbled in all of them. When do we fit trivia in? Is it before the summary or after? Let's do it now. And I think Brianna should do it. Well, that's what I said too. I She was like, well, should I read the questions? I said, no, you should answer them. And she said she maybe didn't want to. Well, I don't think I'll get any answers. But Actually, I often get zero. Yeah, <laughs> I, am, I may be the worst friends expert out there. <laughs> Question one. To get their apartment back, what do Monica and Rachel try to bribe the guys with? Dude, I don't remember. Nick's season tickets. Ah, yep. How about question two? What kind of college did Frank Jr. consider dropping out of? I don't know. Barber school? No. Do you know? Is it like juggling school or something? No. Phoebe (laughs) goes, you're in college, really? And he goes, yeah, refrigerator college. Oh. Oh. Here's a softball. Which friend did not go to Ross and Emily's wedding? Rachel? Phoebe. She was pregnant with triplets. That's right. Rachel initially didn't go, but then she went and she broke up the wedding. Yeah, that was was kind of of important. Why would she even be invited? A part of the plot is that she had, she went, so I can't give you that one, unfortunately. No, I'm not going to give. Number four, where were Ross and Emily to spend their honeymoon? England? No. Athens. Rachel goes by herself, and then when she comes back, she's like, "Oh yeah, oh, Miss Geller, why you cry?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, number five. What faux pas does Ross make during his vows to Emily? 
He says Rachel instead of Emily. All right. You got one. I got that. Yay. I feel better. (laughs) Do you have a summary? I do. The gang finds out that Phoebe is a married woman having done a favor for her gay Canadian ice dancer friend so he could get his green card six years ago. Other secrets are revealed about Joey and Chandler while Rachel works to sabotage Ross's relationship with Julie by giving him the worst advice possible. That really sums it up. Was it six? Did they say, did I miss that, that it was six years before? Yeah, it was, I, I think it was six years. So I have to go back to our math. How old do we, how long has it been? How old are they supposed to be right now? 24? I thought they were like 26. I guess we're in season two now. Which means they've aged like two or three years. <laughs> or gone backwards in age, depending on which one we look at. I will say though, this is the first, this is one of the first episodes where we actually get the, someone acknowledging what time it is. <laughs> which I'll I'll when we'll get to it. I was really excited by that. <laughs> yeah, such an anomaly through the whole series. Like how long has it been? What time of day is it? How long have we been here? Does everybody work? <laughs> no. But they're always together at this coffee shop. Or at their apartments. Whenever. Yeah. Sometimes Ross comes over for breakfast to Monica's and I'm like, how far away do you live that you can go to someone else's house for breakfast? In New York. And Monica's a chef. She's not up making breakfast for anybody when she's getting home at two or three in the morning. I mean, maybe she would be actually. They really, I don't think they do work. None of them work. Nobody works. Right. So everybody's jobless, but wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Living in an amazing apartment. (laughs) Yeah. So nice. Yeah. And also, like, why is their apartment so much bigger than joey and chandler's which is across the hall it's not a penthouse right. that they live in well no it's also remember we talked about this last episode it's also much bigger than the apartment directly below them <laughs> mr heckle's apartment is like teeny tiny that's interesting i actually took a little bit of a stroll in my car today through the neighborhood here where like the houses that look over the ocean are obviously much bigger. Some of the ones that are just across the street were built in the 60s, where they're like little and modest and small, but they're right near the ocean. So then I, you know, that kind of reminds me of the, oh, the apartment that looks over the city is um, <laughs> big and has the nice view. And one across the hall is just... whatever like could be anywhere maybe doesn't have any windows (laughs) i don't think they do have windows they have like one tiny window and that's it that goes out to like the alleyway the only time we ever see a window in joey and chandler's is when they have the singing guy across this across the alley oh yeah and the building's like this close (laughs) what is that beautiful musical scene where they sing to each other through the windows that is like an entirely different show. Yes. Morning time. It's morning time. Sunshine is here. The sky is a da da da. And then they yell at him. That's as far as they get. That's hilarious to me every time. I know. So unexpected. I know. And then when when Rachel's complaining about it and Joey's Joey's like, I love that guy. And he starts singing and she's like, shut up. <laughs> 
That's after they switch apartments. That's my favorite, one of my favorite time periods of oh, the yeah. show. Yes. Okay, so back to this episode. Any either of you have any back facts or book facts or corrections to be had or anything like that? No, I don't remember anything we've said in previous episodes, so I don't have any corrections. <laughs> We're always right all the time. My favorite thing is that like almost a month ago we were like yeah we're gonna record on a regular schedule and we haven't done it at all <laughs> well you know chil- children know. like really derail you <laughs> it's true we have activities like four nights a week now so i'm just <laughs> like i don't know when i'm going to like do anything for me <laughs> yeah it's true i had ice cream for lunch so i did that for myself today good job that's one of my favorite things about being an adult you get to make those choices without anyone telling you no. I had what I referred to as a turkey ham taco, which is a piece of ham folded up as a taco shell with a bunch of turkey shoved in it. That sounds like a Court Potter original. <laughs> it was like a fistful of meat, and I watched it happen. I was very hungry. It's all we had, and I needed protein. Did you put it in a bowl of cereal? <laughs> I did not. Court was trying to tell her this morning, like all the kinds of cereal we had, and uh, had, like which kinds he likes. And I wanted to be like, "Don't listen to him." Oh my god, I love it. I I, I love the pictures that you text me. <laughs> Look what he's eating today. I sometimes he comes in and I'm like, "Did you heat any of that up?" And he's like, "No." Hey, I eat cold leftovers all the time, and I love cold leftovers. Well, that's fine, but not when it's like certain things i don't know no that's true but then he'll put eggs in the microwave Ooh. like just eat those cold don't eat don't don't they explode well not like an egg in a shell (laughs) no no like even like hard-boiled eggs wait what what does he cook what kind of eggs like if i make him breakfast with like scrambled eggs or like a or like a fried egg he will wait too long because he has to do his like tasks or whatever. And then I'm like, just eat it warm. And instead he waits 45 minutes and then puts it in the microwave. And I'm like, eggs and fish, you do not microwave. Yes. I'll gr- though I do that with my coffee. Whenever I drink coffee at home, I have to use a to-go cup to keep it warm. Mm-hmm. I, d- I can't drink coffee out of mugs because I end up putting it in the microwave six different times for one <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> it doesn't work so i have to use like the insulated mugs and tyler's always just like use a regular mug and i'm like i can't i don't want to microwave it six times it's gonna be too cold yeah and i also lose it and leave it around the house let's get into it let's do it um so we have no facts right we're just we've no facts junior cool <laughs> Oh, actually, sorry. I have a fact that isn't relevant to this, but you know, in the last episode that I'm editing right now, we talk about how much we hate Emily, just like as a side tangent, because Emily sucks. And I was looking up something else for this episode, and one of the Google things that came up was like, why did Emily get written out of the show? And it turns out that she was also working on some critically acclaimed British show called Cold Feet while she was on Friends. And she had to be written out of friends because she and her hubby were expecting their first child. Oh, it wasn't because everyone didn't like her. her. Not as a human, but I hate Emily. Not as a human, but like, <laughs> what? yeah, like, why did she ever come into play? And then she never really, like, mount- surmounted to be anything important besides 
another divorce for Ross. Three divorces. Three divorces. That was important for his plot development, though, his character development. Because she was number two and Rachel was number three. My boyfriend hates Ross so much. Like, every scene he's in, he's just like, oh my god, like, he can barely handle it. And I, I always thought Ross was, like, he was my second favorite of the guys. Chandler, Ross, and then Joey for me. But Jeremy cannot stand Ross. What doesn't he like about him? He thinks he's, like, just such a p- <laughs> <laughs> he is a little bit like you're so pathetic you can never just say what you're thinking you can't explain yourself ever you get yourself into these predicaments that are so like avoidable yeah and, like go deeper and deeper like with your patheticness it's true it's, it's kind of made me feel less supportive of his character so i think chandler ross joey also but do you see any of yourself in ross at all oh sure well because i always say that Mm -hmm. i I, sarah is ross (laughs) yeah sure and so i I wouldn't say that i wouldn't know that on that level but i would compare myself to ross out of if i was one of the three guys like i'd be ross Mm -hmm. to be fair sarah i don't think you're as like avoidant as ross like at all ross sure no but you have the sometimes (laughs) mannerisms of of ross Mm -hmm. the flailiness (laughs) yeah but like don't dig yourself in such a hole all the time all the time over and over like the leather pants the leather pants. That's just like the perfect example of just like you are ne- you are just spiraling. <laughs> you know that that's a resolution I would have made though, and I would have found myself in that situation specifically, being like, <laughs> my pants are so sweaty. I'm g- making noises on this guy's couch. I what? I have to get out of here. <laughs> I also would not put baby powder or lotion in my pants right the lotion was like the worst decision Jeez. just b- bar none <laughs> I forgot about that whole thing i could see i could see a little bit of baby powder trying to like soak up the moisture just use a towel <laughs> but they shrunk they shrunk yeah well we haven't even made it one second in and we're all upset <laughs> let's jump into this episode the girl's apartment Yes, the girl's apartment, Rachel is in there, and she's explaining to her mom that the city is so safe, and then a pigeon flies through her window and attacks her while she's on the phone. I really liked her outfit. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. I said at first, and then I was like, but does anyone actually wear that around their house? No, you wear sweats and (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. It was a tight-fitting, long-sleeve t-shirt, long tee. With a skirt situation, possibly. Mm-hmm. And, and tights. Like and tights. tights. And heels. Oh, God. Why would you wear tights in the comfort of your own home? No. Why would you be wearing tights? Never in my life did I dress up that way to stay home all day. I don't know what she was doing with the rest of her day. Maybe she went to work. So she catches this pigeon in a pot, which I thought was very brave of rachel 
Yes. But then, the, so when there's a knock at the door and she says, it's open, you guys, and then a stranger just waltzes in, I'm like, I was just like. My boyfriend just caught a pigeon. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I've been here visiting. What? In our garage. Oh, in, my gosh. In this, like, square planter, this, like, six by six square thing that's in the window in our garage. What? This is, like, so perfect. I know. <laughs> she showed me the video yesterday. What did he do with it? He took it outside. Well, it flew, there's a back door, and then there's the garage door that was open. So it, like, flew in the regular size back door. Then flew into this window that's on the side and where, like, Ooh. this has happened before with birds, but it, like, flew into this uh, wooden thing and he just kind of, like, grabbed it and and pulled it over to the open garage door and, and let it go. Oh. Other birds have died in that window because they don't know how to get out. Super sad. Oh. Um, I forgot that happened. This was a little triggering. <laughs> But then this guy just walks in and she's like seemingly not concerned. Well, because she's so distracted and traumatized from the pigeon. And I was curious if that was her real reaction. I bet it was like she didn't have to act there. Oh, yeah. I would probably feel the same way. I was going to say it reminded me a little bit of what you might do. (laughs) Lots of squealing. I also I tried to look up. Because her shirt says USA. Mm-hmm. And I tried to look up, like, when was the origin of, like, clothes with that on it? Being like... Yeah, is that a brand? I mean, I tried to look up, like, the origin of USA clothes. And it was, like, American Apparel Story. Uh, the origins of origin.com. And I... So I don't know, but... That's okay. You can give up. <laughs> I gave up pretty fast. Yeah. So... I remember when those were popular, though. And when she gets the pigeon, there did you hear the rooster? No. A rooster crows. And I was like, Brandon, was that a rooster? Yeah. And at first I was like, is it the boys rooster? But they don't have them yet. No. No. Oh, I assume that. I'm a little confused on timeline because I've watched until season eight since you guys have started this. Because we are so slow at now releasing. I gotta, now I got to back up and remember what hasn't happened. <laughs> But so apparently in the widescreen version of this episode, it's clear that the pigeon does not fly through the window. It drops down from inside the apartment near the window. And the apartment set was built without a ceiling to place lights and microphones above the action. Well, it worked. It was very convincing. It was. Did you see the inside of that pot, though? No. It was disgusting. Maybe it was dirty. I mean, it looked like... Like what, like you, one of your baking sheets might look like, you know how there's like a lot of stuff stuck on it, but I don't know. That was like an aluminum pan. That was not like a nice pan. She wouldn't have, I had a lot of issues with the pan. (laughs) She would have like Le Creuset or whatever. (laughs) I was also wondering, is it animal cruelty to put a pigeon in a pot now? Like would that fly now? Would it fly? (laughs) Let's just end right there. And we'll get you next time. Bye, friend. Love you. (laughs) Well, I mean, what do magicians do? They always have birds, like, stuffed down their pants and things. (laughs) Job in Arrested Development. Dead bird, do not eat. (laughs) But I don't but in that show, it's like it's clearly stuffed a lot of like you know well, when he's yeah. But no, I was talking about real magicians. <laughs> like in real life, they've got to put it somewhere, right? I mean, do you think that Peta's involved with magicians? 
<laughs> Probably not. Probably not this show either. <laughs> right. Well, I was curious if that would fly now, like that whole scene of putting the bird, like drag. You're, she's clearly dragging it off the table by the pot. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a cut between her putting it on the bird. Oh, you and think? Dragging, yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought I, she just like scooped. I thought it you up. could see the foot sticking out at one point when she's dragging it. Yeah, I could be wrong. But when she gets the bird in the pot, the dad from the first season of White Lotus comes in. I was like, "Where? What is he from? What is he from?" I, That's what you know him from. I just watched it, so I was like, "Oh my god, I love that guy." You don't know him from that thing you do? No, I never watched that. Ashley. Oh. Ashley. Sorry. (laughs) Sarah got into her BMG family plan, whatever. Like, that was one of the movies we ended up in. On VHS. um, Growing up, and uh, it's still a classic. It is. The soundtrack and the film. Excellent. I mean, I know the song, but that's about it. Yeah, that's not enough. I have a question. Do you know what that the guy playing Phoebe's husband? Do you know what his name is? The actor? No. Oh come on! I, I don't. I, he, I thought that you would know, so I didn't bother looking. What did I say at first? I go, oh, that's Ian Zierling. Ian, no, what's his name? What's the guy from Nine Hundred Two and O? Ian Zierling, isn't that his name? I was I just don't know anything. Brian Austin <laughs> Green? No, not yes. He's also in it, but that's a different person. <laughs> Ian Zierling is in 902 and is not this guy. This is Steve Zahn. Both Z last names. Oh. You guys you guys think I don't know of stuff, but I do remember stuff that isn't No. Friends. You have a you do know stuff. Not useful stuff, but I know stuff. <laughs> One of my best friends and I throughout my life, Katie Weber, we always really liked him. Anything that he popped up in, we're like, Steve Zahn's in. Well, I love him. I everything he's in i love him what other things were he in was were he in were he in he were in these things <laughs> what was he in well he plays duncan Vivi's husband some of this is cut and paste so i'm sorry about the writing his career kicked off in his native minnesota when he crashed the audition of a local stage production of biloxi blues and he won the lead role he just showed up he just like ran on stage and crashed it that is so ballsy That's i know amazing i know but then, like, seeing him and thinking about the roles he's in, like, kind of makes sense for who he yeah. is. He trained at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, then moved to New York City, where he re- won a role touring for 13 months in the National Company of Bye Bye Birdie. He's won five Emmys and nominated for 16, including one this year. I don't know what... I didn't see what it was for. I, I assume it was probably White Lotus. He was really good in it. He was. Cool. He attended Gustavus Adolphus College for one semester and dropped out after seeing the original West End production of Les Mis. He said, I remember sitting through the second act and thinking, I'm as good as that guy standing on the barricade. I wanted to be part of the circus. And he later enrolled in the Institute for Advanced Theater Training at Harvard and got an MFA. Can you just do that? I'll just decide to go to Harvard. I'll just go on stage because I can do what that guy up there is doing and I'll be take over the lead. Sure, Steve. I forgot this, but he was, uh, his breakout film role was in Reality Bites in 94. So he was like hot stuff when this episode came out in 95. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, 
girl reality bites was such a good movie yeah so steve quickly gained a reputation for playing amiable stoners slackers and sidekicks and things like that thing you do which was in 96 so the next year after this you've got mail in 98 and out of sight in 98 as well in the 90s he was often approached by fans who assumed that he was an archetypal generation x slacker which was not the case he has said, I'm the guy who gets up at six without an alarm clock. I was always that guy. And I'm rewatching Seinfeld right now, so I thought this was funny. He met author and theater artist Robin Peterman, the daughter of Clothier J. Peterman, while they were performing in a national tour of Bye Bye Birdie in 91. J. Peterman is who Elaine works for, the catalog, where he yeah. like, talks about his, his <laughs> adventures. They married in 94, have two children, and then listen to this list of places he owns. They In the 90s, they bought a cabin in Pennsylvania and then a farm in New Jersey near the Delaware Water Gap. They next moved to a 360-acre horse farm outside of Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, where Zach... No, oh my God, I can't. This is too many syllables. A horse farm outside of Lexington, Kentucky, where Zahn (laughs) gardens and raises horses, goats, and sheep. He and his wife also run a local community theater in which Zahn occasionally performs. He also has a lake cabin near Pine City, Minnesota, where he enjoys tubing and fishing with his two children. He is a Lutheran. (laughs) (laughs) He is a lifelong military history buff and has said that one of his biggest regrets was having turned down a role in Band of Brothers on HBO. In 2007, he was on... He was awarded an honorary PhD in fine arts at Northern Kentucky University. Um, he's a University of Kentucky sports fan and often seen at games and events. How? Who takes care of all of his properties? It's a lot of places. I mean, those are like not easy things no. to be like, oh, just a little property manager to like do some upkeep. <laughs> just a 360 like, acre horse farm. Who's Who's there taking care of his horses? Well, he's off tubing at his other place. Yeah. Anyway, that's a lot about Steve Zahn. Okay. I feel like, was he also in a Western at some point? He just has a face that should, like, be in a, like, a Western parody. Yeah. Yeah. Slap a hat on that forehead. (laughs) All right. Well, we're back at the girls' apartment, and the gang is all there, and they're wondering why Phoebe married someone. And Monica is particularly intense about it. She's like full on monikaing. Yes, judgmental and awful. Also, I'm pretty sure I had Phoebe's shirt. I had something very similar, like that silky, like patterned thing. It was like hers. It hers looks like different horse or cowboy scenes, but I think I had one that was very similar that had like planets on it when I was in like eighth grade. That was before your Birkenstock bag and shoe phase. Oh, and there was some overlap, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I also noted that while Ross's tie is particularly heinous with like the different colored, like the different big stripes, um, his pink shirt looks like it actually fits this time. Oh boy! Yeah, I was like, oh, it's not like five sizes too big. I love that our bar is like, well, your his clothes fit. <laughs> a lot of people's clothes fit in this episode yeah i it was my first time really scrutinizing like in pen on paper but like 
I didn't really have much to say about people's outfits and the fitting of their clothes. Like, I think it's getting better. Yeah. But I was like, dang, like, and as I I mentioned before, like, I'm on season eight since you guys started making this podcast. That's when I started. You don't need to rub that in. (laughs) Continue. That's not the point. But, like, I really had to, like, go back and was like, okay, what hadn't happened at this point? Like, we're on season two. Two. Episode four. Four. And yeah, I was just like, wow, everybody looks so great, like young. Well, also, this is season two and season one, like they're all real famous now. So everyone oh, looks so great. They have stylists and things. Oh, yeah. They're all, they all got friends money now. Yeah. Monica's nipples were very, very um, hard <laughs> and large. <laughs> they were on point for sure. There you go. That's that's the phrase. Have you guys talked about the nipples like a lot? We've talked about Rachel's like early on. We talked about it because <laughs> Rich, like Jennifer Aniston, has addressed it, and she was like, "I just, I mean, I have nipples, and they just there was no like like she attention." Didn't say like they made me make my no off the record. I mean, she never said has said it that we know of. How is this possible? Have you guys, like, talked about this, like, just the two of you off record? (laughs) Like, how much Rachel and Monica's nipples, it's not really Phoebe. It's never Phoebe. It's usually Rachel. It's usually Rachel. Rachel's nipples are, they're out in the hallway with Ross. They're late. Oh, yeah. Do you think they, like, do you think it was by choice? We we looked into it. We talked about it at some point. nipples? And she said, like, I don't, like, my nipples are just there, and, like, I don't know why people care so much about it, and there's nothing I could do about it. I'm wondering, so, like, this might be TMI. Do you remember the bras that mom used to wear that were just, like, soft? Yeah. I think that's probably just what she wears. I was wondering about that with this with this episode with Monica too because you can kind of see like the outline yeah, yeah. of it it's not like it's a padded soft. underwire like yeah. yeah it's a soft triangle kind of fabric mm-hmm. that like you, if you brush up against anything you don't know what's going to happen that's why I've <laughs> always been afraid of a no cup bra <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe how much nipple is in this show there's a lot of nipple yeah yeah I mean, for an eight o'clock, for an eight o'clock, yeah. sh- like family, well, Mid-90s. I guess it's not family friendly. Friendly. <laughs> Are you turned on right now, and why? <laughs> but as we know, as women, though, your nipples don't. If being having hard nipples doesn't correlate to like turn on. No, generally. But yeah, it could be just like you know the shirt chafing against. <laughs> yeah, totally. But or it's I cold. Think it puts off a vibe that you're like ready to yeah. go, kind of a thing. Which is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what I breathe the nipple. <laughs> this little secret of Phoebe's just starts a chain reaction of just like letting secrets out for everybody. And Phoebe ate a cheeseburger when she was so sad about Duncan leaving town. <laughs> I love that everyone's like. <gasps> I was wondering if this is the first reference to Fun Bobby. I think it might be. I think it might be. We haven't met him yet. Right. Right? 
underwear on the telephone pole, pole for Monica. And of course she told Chandler. <laughs> I know. I actually love this episode because it, there's like a lot of um, Monica and Chandler moments where their chemistry is really good. Oh, yeah. Did you have anything in particular that you wanted to say about her nipple? Uh, it made me think about body shaming in a relatable way, but also f***ed up. <laughs> what I wrote down. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like, when other people had stuff you'd never heard of, I'd think of this. And yeah. be like, oh, well. I see what you mean. I remember Chandler had a third nipple, so, like, Maybe it's not that weird that you have this other thing that I won't bring up. Also, third nipples or multiple nipples are apparently not that rare, even. <laughs> I knew you did? I dated Wait, what? Now I'm not going to name names, but somebody, she had, dated somebody had something that could have been. Well, it's like one to five percent of the population has some kind of third nipple. Yeah, yeah, it was one in 18. I never even noticed it on the person that I was in a relationship with. Well, but so what I read was that it doesn't always like appear as nipply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a dot. Yeah, it can look like a mole. Like so they don't all have like areolas. Did you read the thing about the Triple Nipple Club documentary? No. <laughs> oh my God, talk about this, please. Okay, so so it's called a supernumerary nipple, and it's an additional instance of nipple occurring in mammals, including humans, often mistaken for moles, like you said. Studies variously report the prevalence as approximately 1 in 18 or 1 in 40. So the Triple Nipple Club is a documentary shown on Channel 4, which I assume is in the UK, explored the biological mystery of the supernumerary nipple. It was first broadcast in 2008, directed and produced by Dan Lau, L-O-U-W, and commissioned as part of Channel 4's first cut series. The film focused on his attempts to understand why he was born with extra nipples, a condition he shares with the likes of, listen, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, I saw that. Check. That way he's overcompensating all the time. <laughs> Gotta be. Uh, Lily Allen and Tilda Swinton. Also put on that list, Harry Styles. Yes. So <laughs> apparently in 2017, Harry Styles confirmed that he has four as a result of the condition. Which I saw a picture and he has two normal nipples and then like two more little dots kind of like cattywampus. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like at an angle, but they don't look like nipples. They look like little moles. Okay. Well, in this documentary, he um, sets out to try and unwrap the riddle of the triple nipple. And he starts out by consulting a man on the street and even a renowned teratologist who's an expert in physical mutations. And he tests the notion that extra nipples could be a sign of fertility, but he discovers they're actually an atavism or evolutionary holdover, a sign of how humans evolved. That makes sense. Um, just because on inverse.com, um, they <laughs> mentioned that it can be genetic. So I can see oh, how yeah. like that that tracks. Um, and they tend to occur more on men th more often than women. Oh, because ours serve a purpose. Probably. Men get extra just to prove how extra useless theirs are. <laughs> 
I can just have four because mine are so useless, so I just have more. Like a little kitten. I have a bunch of more childlike perspective on seeing these episodes for the first time in my life when I was younger. Because I was like, like what, the first season came out when I was like six or seven years old or something like that? Yeah. That's the first season, like 94. Five? The first season was early 1994. Okay. So I never saw any of these first, maybe like probably three seasons. Like as new episodes, I probably just kind of like started weaseling my way into the like third season and beyond wherever I could. My sister stayed up late at night or whatever and I snuck out of my bedroom. Like, I was not allowed to watch this show. <laughs> That's so funny because yeah. I, to- like, I totally let Ellie watch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, are you watching Friends? I love that show. Right. And I don't think she gets most of it. <laughs> Even at the time, I felt like whatever I don't get will go over my head. And what do you have to worry about? Our parents. No, or just mom. Did not. Dad didn't care. Dad was not. Dad wasn't aware. In mind. He would watch Wired with children and I'd just walk in the room and sit behind him and he just like wouldn't notice. And then mom <laughs> would come in and be like, you can't watch that. So I'd be like, it's funny. One more thing on the third nipple thing. I both really loved and really despised Ross jumping on the couch being like, whip it out, whip it out, whip it out. I loved it. <laughs> Why did you despise it? I just thought it was like so un-Ross. For him to be excited and childlike. But it, I, th- I also thought it was hilarious. I loved, I loved it. But I was curious, wouldn't Ross and Joey know about the third nipple? Totally. But And then Joey's like, oh, I thought it was a nubbin. So he knew, did knew, know, but Ross would have definitely known. Yeah, they went to college together. They were roommates, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, Joey's response is like so funny when he's just like, "You see something? You hear a word? I thought that's what it was." Yeah. <laughs> These are the reasons like Joey moves up in my book. I actually, love like, Joey. I love him because he didn't make it feel weird at all. He was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, yeah, support it in less words. But, Joey, Joey never makes things weird. Yeah. Ross does. That's true. <laughs> he either just doesn't get it flat out or, or he's like, matter, or he really. loves a meat trifle. <laughs> yeah. And it's all fine. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. Meat? Good. <laughs> he's dumb, but also not judgmental. Yeah. Yes. I love, though, that that Ursula later is in a porno and I was like uh-huh. oh my god what if it's the same one that would have been amazing oh what a missed opportunity I know. <laughs> uh do we jump to the coffee shop yes I said out loud as soon as it went to the scene I was like oh Julie do you feel about Julie the same way Rachel feels about Julie <laughs> kind of like she's a fine person I just like I you know it's the context I'm so rooting for Ross and Rachel, yeah. even though Ross is annoying, but like him and Julie are just like, and she's so friggin' clueless, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Rachel's just like, Julie's so smart. Julie's so special. <laughs> I love when, I love jealous Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> she gets so bitter. I know. 
And then Julie talks about how having a third nipple in another culture, that it's a good thing. They Those guys get all the good huts. I, I, it was like, um... I mean, the thing that I read before, he tested it as a sign of fertility, and it's not. So, Julie is wrong. Yeah. We've all been Rachel here, though, where Rachel's like, Ew, Julie, oh, oh. oh, it's so, oh, I just have to get over it. I didn't know. Oh, that's what I have to do. But, dude, then Monica's like, I wanted you to hook up with Ross as much as you did. And I was like, uh, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> This is when Phoebe walks in in the 60s outfit. Okay, I wrote, Phoebe's so much more sure of herself than everybody else. Totally. That's a good observation. Yep, and because she's going to meet Duncan, and she thinks it's nice to look nice for your gay husband. Yeah. yeah. She's all over the place with her style, but, like, she's sure of it. And, like, when she dresses up, it's kind of surprising, like, the style that she chooses sometimes is mm-hmm. not, like, be dippy or whatever, but, like... She's got this 60 things, which was, which was happening in the 90s, mm-hmm. kind of a 60s, yeah. 70s revival of, like, go-go boots and that kind of thing. But, like, she doesn't care what anybody thinks. No, she's it. just wearing it. She's just doing it because she likes she's it. She's always so reliably just confident in herself without mm-hmm. expecting um, people to be, like, like yeah, validation. Yeah, validation, yeah. Love her. She's my favorite. Ashley likes her for those reasons, too. Mm-hmm. That she's just, like, always so sure of herself and so just, like, very much mm-hmm. grounded in who she is. Mm-hmm. She's she's also the most honest, like, with with herself and with everybody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> She'll just say it how it is. Yeah, she doesn't even care. Like, she's never all yeah. anxiety-ridden like everybody else. In, in the, the world. Or in the world. Or in the world. <laughs> like, she doesn't really care about that. I thought Ross's hair and Chandler's hair looked great. I did too. Yeah. Are we still in the coffee shop? We're not going to the capades yet. Not yet. But we're later when Ross gives Julie a kiss goodbye and it's just him and Rachel left. I said Ross and Julie are so annoying. Ross is so annoying and he's 100% flirting with Rachel. Totally. Doesn't it? Isn't that irritating? Also, how the f*** have they not had sex yet? Isn't he like 26? They've had sex. Or or more. Again, <laughs> how many years has it been? Rachel's nips. She's talking to him about his girlfriend and about them having sex. And she's, she's like hard. hard nips in his face. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, she can't help her nips. Just stop it. Be friends. You want to be friends. No, these two can't be friends. That's the problem. They it can't be friends. No. Their chemistry is it's too, too intense. strong. And also, they can't even be friends they in can't, real life. Because Brianna, I don't know if you remember this, but they have admitted that they were both into each other. Like, this chemistry was all very real. Ross says that he's only been with one woman, yet can't have sex. Like, that seems like he would be more on board. He's like, oh, I built a nuts in my... But he has, a, he has a lesbian complex, because the only woman, apparently, like he that turned he had her. sex with, which... Mm. Yeah. So now he's worried about turning everybody, <laughs> maybe. Um, Rachel plays her cards pretty well there, though. Yes. Oh, my God. I love I love how she just is like, okay, where can I take yeah. this where it's going to work out yeah. in my favor? <laughs> then we go to the Capades dressing room. 
Oh my god, sparkly. Steve Zahn dressed as a... At first I wrote Zorro, and then I was like, no, no, it's a bullfighter. Matador. It's a matador. Yeah. Yes. And then I googled, <laughs> I said, he's dressed as a bullfighter. Which kind of capades is this? And I googled, like, ice skater bullfighter capades. 2015, if you, if you look this up on YouTube... 2015 Artistry on Ice, Javier Fernandez, the bullfighter. I tried to Google Mr. Rogers, Ice is Nice, and I I got no hits. <laughs> I was just scribbling as Sarah was doing what she was doing. I, and since she paused it so long, I um, went over and over and over, over this just doodling. Oh my God, I love Steve Zahn. Heart, heart, heart. heart. Phoebe is so humbly beautiful, modest, classic, in herself at all times, and wise beyond her years, and too tall for Steve Zahn. Yes. I love her (laughs) so much. Do you guys want to guess? Because she looks, like, significantly taller than him. I looked up their heights. Do you want to guess how tall either of them might be? I think he's 5'6". Seven and a half. And then how tall is she? Because they look... But she's wearing, like, chunky heels, too. I think she's 5'9". So he's 5'7", and she's 5'8". So those shoes added a lot of height. Okay. But she is taller than him, even without the shoes, so. Okay. Yeah. Brianna loves it, like, a taller. I love her. She loves a taller gal. She's the best tall gal. Do you, Ashley, if you had to say... Is Phoebe your all-time favorite, you think? Yeah, just part, like because she's so honest and just says what she thinks all the time. Like she's never censored. I like I love that. Cuz even Joey gets a little censored sometimes. He has some interesting like hard lines that you do not cross. Mm-hmm. But no one's really sure what they are cuz they don't make sense to anyone else. Also, whenever Phoebe messes with Ross, it's like my favorite thing ever. Like <laughs> the whole evolution debate is one of my favorite moments of friends like of all time. <laughs> she just cuts him down so easily. <laughs> I love it. Would you say she's your favorite? Absolutely. Music? Really? Always since I was what like seven years old like eight nine years old maybe she you guys this is gonna be controversial but she used to be my least favorite i can see why why do you think well because she sometimes can come off just like just i mean she's seen as that ditzy like oh space cadet in her own little world but like she's actually very wise if you it's it's true i've gained a different appreciation for each of them through this but mm-hmm. I think Phoebe, the like some of the quirky, like ha ha ha, like gaggy stuff. I I just was kind of like, mm, it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. But she is deeper than I give her credit for. I was always a Chandler. That was my number one, and I think will always be. But I do. The Ross is good ones are excellent. Yes, the margaritas. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Phoebe was always my favorite girl, and Chandler was my favorite dude. I think I liked Rachel the most, but I think I maybe have switched to Monica because I'm a mixture. It turns out I'm a mixture of all the Gellers, is what it turns out as I'm all the Gellers <laughs> in one person. That's kind of kind of a, a setting where you can 
go through different characters, I feel like, in your life. Like, you yeah. can relate to different people depending on what you're, it's what's true. going on for you. Totally. That's why it's an endearing show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go to Ross's apartment where the gang hangs out for the first time and last time ever. Because they're sucking face so hard. Oh, my God. It's been a while since we've been here, too. Wait, so was the last time we were here had, like, weird, like, a a saber on the wall or, like, a sword? Yeah, I think it's still there. Um, So also the dragonfly, the giant dragonfly, like, disc metal disc is still there i wrote that down but the speed racer poster is gone oh it's replaced by some classy uh mosaic art but he also has some fresh flowers on the bar mm-hmm. which was like a sign that a woman probably lives there wait so are they are we supposed to think they're living together i don't know it's is i thought julie lived in china <laughs> Does she like lives in New York, but they ran into each other in China? In China, yeah, which I don't understand. I don't know. She made little comments about like, oh, we're gonna have to talk about the monkey smell, blah blah blah. She's like making a salad, and I don't, I don't know. I did like Chandler's comment of, sorry, you had a paleontologist on your face. It's gone now. <laughs> I also liked when Rachel's like, oh, I I thought like. We talked about this, and he's like, well, yeah, after I talked to you, I talked to Joey. <laughs> Joey's just, like, looking around, like, do do Oh, well, that's better advice you're going to get. It's definitely from Joey. Yeah, in Joey's, in Joey's advice, he gets to have sex tonight. <laughs> but also, if that's all it took for you to be like, oh, I can have sex with my girlfriend who, like, may or may not live with me. Th- like, what's your issue, Ross? I don't know. Did you see what they all walked in with? It was like they were having a dinner party when they, like, a planned dinner party. Julie was making this, like, gigantic salad, but, like, they all walked in with, like, an item. (laughs) And it was all really random. Like, there was someone had wine. I think that Monica had a pie and Rachel had a bag of chips. They never do that when they're at the girls' apartment. No. Chandler also brought an extra item. Oh, yes. Joey's porno on VHS, which couldn't be hotter. But Joey's okay with watching it if Chandler's fine with watching a movie filled with two nippled people. I thought that was a really good dig. I wrote, they're going to watch Joey's porn together with siblings? With Monica? Oh, yeah. And watching it, and then I wrote, WTF, 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 WTF. Yeah, we have a lot of problems with the with the Monica Ross relationship and how disgusting it is. Ew! Yeah. yeah. And then I wrote Julie and Monica, like, they had the same haircut and well, stature. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, too, just. Oh my God, wait, like, that is gross. I didn't even think about that. He's dating his sister. Ew, I didn't think about that either. That's really gross. Well, okay. I think it would be weirder if it would be weirder if Joey was the one actually getting naked. Yes. The fact that he's just an extra is actually like, okay, it's not as weird. They're watching two strangers have sex. That's true. That's different. Monica and Chandler are sitting basically on top of each other. I know. They're dancing. 
he's like cuddled up right against her is this foreshadowing did they know i don't know i asked myself that like every time i'm like "Ooh, there's a monica chandler moment i I love love joey's narration of the whole the whole film there i am there i am there i I just watch him have sex and he's just like and i just walk in and what do i do what do i do He just monologues the whole thing. I also was curious if talking about porno or talking about watching porno or portraying porno was that was that like kind of taboo then? Like was this kind of risque at the time? I don't know. Because they weren't even allowed to show condoms on this on the show, but then they're talking about porn and I it just seemed like I don't know, for like a I guess it's not a family show, but, like, for a mild sitcom. No, that's true, because especially their, like, banter back and forth, where it's, like, where Rachel was, like, I don't think she's going to get the job. And then Ross is, like, oh, I think he's the one getting the job. Like, there were little things like that that I was, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's dancing around the line a little bit. Pretty risque. Mm Mm-hmm. I do have a fact about the scene. Oh boy. So Matt LeBlanc has actually done softcore porn on Showtime in the early 90s. (laughs) What was it called? It was from 1992. It was called The Red Shoe Diaries, also starring David Duchovny. Oh. It made me want to watch it. (laughs) For sure. Let me just read you the tagline. It's, well, no, it's like IMDb uh, little summary about The Red Shoe Diaries. Oh boy. Jake yearns to understand the secret life of his late fiance. To find the answer, he solicits the most heartfelt, passionate, and intimate entries in other women's diaries. These are their stories. Oh no. <laughs> you want to understand your late fiance through reading other women's diaries? That's creepy. Yeah. His fiance wasn't late. He was just wasn't ready. That was a really, really awful joke. <laughs> okay well it was um fiction totally <laughs> ideally <laughs> it was starring the two of them and it was just a porno no that'd be a, that'd be a different different conversation okay so then do we go to the capades dressing room yes and duncan wants a divorce and the quote-unquote funny gay jokes have not aged well at all Nope. It was basically every cliche that you could stuff into a conversation. His outfit is so heinous. Yeah. Was it the burgundy shirt? It's like pleats on pleats on pleats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is an ice dancer. But he's straight, unfortunately, to everyone's dismay. Oh, no. Yes, I wrote, I, I enjoyed the plan being straight instead of gay, but and trying to fit in. I always loved this, but I think they took it too far. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't age well. It, they kept it going for yeah minutes too long. Yeah. yeah. Then we go back to Ross's apartment. Ufta. The tans and greens of the 90s. All of the decorations. Oh boy, tan and green. It's tan and green, tan and green, tan and green. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that's in Ross's apartment, too. I think all his walls are tan and all of his decorations are green. Green All I wrote here was, I have no patience for Julie or the Rachel Julie Ross stuff. I just don't care. I just hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel is, like, getting real desperate here. And this is where, this is my timestamp, I will say. When she's, she doesn't want anyone to leave. And she was like, you guys, it's only 1130. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I like perked up. And then they start sitting down and talking to Julie. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I would have been out. Now, and it's 950. And I'm like, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Back to the capades. Nothing. I don't have anything for the capades other than Phoebe gives him papers. Signed. Oh, I he he goes. I love you, Phoebe, and it's just so innocent and cute. And uh, their kiss is not great, though. The yeah. chemistry is like, oh, yeah, there. yeah. I wrote so. Uh, Phoebe deserves someone so freaking awesome, and she gets him. <laughs> uh huh. Good. Uh, we just watched again. Wet hot with Paul Rudd. Ugh. The it best. So good. Wet Hot American Summer, Paul Rudd's character is my son because that's how Brighton tantrums all the time. Did you know his best friend is also their Google Nest or whatever it's called? Their Google... <laughs> Our Google Home. Google, I love you. And then Google's like, thanks, but can we just be friends? <laughs> <laughs> Ross's apartment, Chandler leaves with his arm around Monica. Come on. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. This is when they go out in the hallway and Rachel and Ross have this horrible conversation where she's like, oh, are you nervous? And Brianna goes audibly, ew what? Yeah, I said, Rachel, <laughs> creepy, get to know ya. And then I said, ew, Rachel convo <laughs> at Ross's door. What the f***? Leave him alone. TMI questions. Oh my god, none you, dude. <laughs> Nanya, dude. What's Nanya, dude? Nanya, dude. Oh, Nanya, like none of her business. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, at her, Nanya. Yeah, like none of your business, you gross, creepy, ew. Like, ew. What? free girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. She just psychs him out. Like, he was like, fine. And then she's like, oh, but what if it doesn't go well? That's going to be really, like, you can't come back from that. Like, that's such a like that's so mean yeah, yeah it's not a friend. it like would not no it completely deflates him and he's like oh god <laughs> yeah and she's yeah. like if it were me but no one should be having this conversation right i do like ross's dopey like i love you face when she's talking that's always my favorite and it shows up in many different episodes where he's just like uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. like he's lost all saliva in his mouth he's just yeah. like yeah <laughs> um and also does julie not wonder where he is this entire time yeah. i know and be like why are you outside with rachel so long yeah yeah, also, be kind of dumb because well, I know she is kind of dumb, and it makes me feel bad because yeah. she's really nice. She can't help like being oblivious and like trusting Ross is with her, you know, and not having this other bullshit. Also, like how the characters written is like kind of pathetic. Yeah, 
So Rachel's wearing a ring on her left ring finger also. Did you notice that? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Because this isn't the first time. And it. so uh, I looked it up again and she's dating Tate Donovan, who comes on as Joshua, Joshua. later. Joshua. They dated for three years after they met this year. And they broke up as they were filming the scenes where they like each other. Awkward. <laughs> he said a, a decade later about their split, he said it was tricky to sort of act and act like we were just meeting each other and falling in love or whatever, interested in each other when we're sort of breaking up. That was tough. Speaking of, Rachel's all like, it starts to get sweaty and blurry and then it's just happening. What is <laughs> what happening, is happening right now? <laughs> What is happening? No. Brianna wouldn't stop laughing and she goes like, bye, lock it, lock it about the door. She was like, Ross, shut the door, bye, lock it. Ross is happy, go in. I just thought it was so funny that like, she basically turned him him on so much that he just slams slams the door in her face and is like, okay, thanks. Yeah, (laughs) foreplay done. And you know he's just going in and pouncing on Julie. (laughs) Except that it's Ross, so maybe not. Yeah, well, yeah. Although in the tag, he seems quite peppy. (laughs) I will say, I love the credit scene, and it was the best part. (laughs) Even Phoebe? For me. Well, I was curious, is Ross more or less sufferable? More or less insufferable now that he's had sex? I think he's more. Insufferable. Oh my god, more insufferable! Like thumbs down. I real. never knew he was the worst. That's John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, right? Oh yeah, the worst. Oh god. So I looked oh. up the ladies on the bench who are so cute. One of whom looks like maybe Estelle Costanza almost. One of them looked familiar, yeah. It's not her, but I looked them up, and (laughs) so I I wrote all this information, like, all this about her, and then I get to the end, and I said, or just kidding, because the person I looked up died in 1986. (laughs) (laughs) It's not her, and I don't know who it is. (laughs) Oh my god, Sarah, that's my favorite, the favorite part of this whole episode. (laughs) Just useless research. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. So I don't know, and I really liked her, and I have no idea who she is. So that's okay. Okay, Ashley, who's your winner? Do you have a winner? Well, clearly Ross, because he finally got some. Oh, do you have a winner for this episode? Um, if ever I'm on here again, and for all of future reference. Phoebe's the winner of every episode, ever, <laughs> always. I think, who won? I don't know. Julie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because she's nice, and she didn't screw with anybody, and she, like, I don't know. She played she- into Rachel's stupid questions, and, like... <laughs> Maybe Joey wins. I'll give it to Joey. He's on a porno. I don't know. He's fine. He let him watch it. Who lost then? He said all the main characters. I mean, I think Rachel did pretty bad yeah. in this. She tried hard, but she lost hard. 
That's true. Chandler lost pretty bad, too. That's unfortunate. I do like him. There were a lot of nipple jokes at his expense. (laughs) At his expense. Oh, man. On the nipple trauma. Do you have some? Do I have some nipple trauma? From Yeah, from dating a third nipple person. Do you have like... Oh, wow. Secondhand third nipple trauma. <laughs> no, it just... <laughs> That's going to be our, ta- our, ta- our like hashtag. Secondhand third nipple Sec- trauma. Secondhand third nipple trauma. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I did think that like while watching this, I was like, oh, should I be like, you know, uh, let's keep it at the forefront of my mind. That body trauma and differences in in what's normal and what's not normal is like a huge thing right now. And I do remember like whatever something may have been slightly different. The fact that there was an episode in this show that was on TV that was like very popular at the time. I do think that that like had an effect on other people maybe bringing to the forefront something that they had different going on with them, whether it was in a good way or not in a good way. Mm-hmm. It still gave a, a little tiny platform to be like, oh, like this kid. He's different. And look, like people think he's funny and he's on TV and it's okay. Yeah. 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 Well, did you watch the reunion at all, the reunion special that I they did? I think so. Because um, they they interview people all over the world who talk about how this show like literally saved their life, like showed mm-hmm. them that like it could be different, or showed them that yeah. like helped them, them learn that. things about themselves. Yeah. I I respect them for making an episode in a a show that was about a, a very like broad spectrum of things that like a lot of people could relate to yeah having an an episode that was regarding something that's not a lot of people could relate to and not making it make fun of that person so much that you know okay delete all of this I love how that just trailed off right there. That was so funny. No, you were doing good there. We'll cut it. We're in a good spot. Yeah. Because you started being like, you had some very good points. You did. And then, but then you started saying, oh, and they didn't make fun of him. And I was like, that's all they did was. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I wanted to not bring that up. No, you had some good points. (laughs) Thank you. You did. I I see your point. And nobody else is bringing up their nipples. Good night, everybody. (laughs) On that note, love you. Love you. I love you. It was so great to have you on, Brianna. My God, I wish you were here. I love you. It's so good to see you. Love you, friend. Bye. Bye. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.